after Moses' protection in the river as a baby, he grew up, fled from the house of Pharaoh after killing an Egyptian. He lived in Midian, where he received his call to deliver the Hebrews from slavery in Egypt. And after the Hebrews were delivered, God gave them the law. So the law was given, why? To keep the Israelites in a healthy relationship with God and to prevent them from falling back. So we see here that God gives his word to, to keep us out of bondage. Come on, somebody. God give us his word so that we don't go back out there uh, to keep our feet on straight street. Come on, somebody. So we need the word. The word is very crucial. Once you come in, glory to God, you need a strong foundation. You got to have strong preaching, strong teaching. You got to learn the doctrine of God. Come on, somebody. That's what's going to keep you rooted and grounded in the Lord is his word. And so they receive the law. But I, I, I like here where it talks about that Moses was a type of the Messiah. And so since God exists out of space and time, he understood that Israel would continue to sin. He knew that they would fall into this rut. Oh, come on. And it's easy to fall into a rut. When you get to doing the same thing over and over again, sometimes you get relaxed. Sometimes you take things for granted. And it's easy for us as humans to fall into a rut. And so God understood uh, that they would fall into sin because he already saw their pathway. Come on, somebody. He already saw that they were going to get into idolatrous worship. Uh, so when you read in the Old Testament, it's a repeated cycle of God commanding them to love him and to serve him only. And they would get into right fellowship with God and he would bless them. Then they wouldn't appreciate the blessing. So then they would fall back into sin that God had just brought them out of. And they would build them some other idol God and try to mix worship by serving the idol and serving the true and living God. And God said, I won't have it. Yeah. Amen. So Moses is typified as a type of Jesus Christ. And we have types and shadows all throughout the scriptures. Um, and, and Peter preached in Acts, the third chapter, that Jesus Christ was indeed the prophet that was foretold in Deuteronomy 18. Uh, so Jesus uh, didn't just come on the scene in the New Testament. He was here from the very beginning. His name uh, was not revealed unto the new covenant. Uh, but you can trace Jesus, the person, huh, the personality of him, all throughout the Old Testament. And so it says that Jesus offered a more complete salvation. Because in the book of John, the first chapter, it reminds us that the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by Jesus.
foundation of the truth of these 66 books uh, was founded uh, by who? Jesus Christ. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's why we got grace uh, and that's why we got mercy. It's because of Jesus. Uh, oh my God, what the law couldn't do, Jesus came and finished it all. Oh, hallelujah. Because God knew that we wouldn't measure up to all the law because the Bible says uh, if you try to keep the law and you bring one piece of it, you are a debtor to the whole law. and mercy came 
on the scene and I'm glad about it. I don't make no apologies about it. I'm saved by his amazing grace. How sweet the sound and it saved the wretch like me. Woo! My God! Woo! So when you realize that your life is covered with his amazing grace, uh, it ought to cause you to try to walk upright, uh, cause you to try to do right by God, uh, cause you to want to serve him, uh, to follow him, uh, to fall in love, uh, to fall in and out with him. Uh, oh, come on here to be tied up, uh, wrapped up uh, in Jesus Christ uh, because you realize uh, how beautiful he is uh, and the work that he done so that me and you could have a right to the tree of life. So the problem was the availability of our willingness to accept what Jesus was freely given. And so the Jews couldn't accept what Jesus was bringing to the table. Oh, come on, somebody. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, See, they couldn't comprehend that the Savior would come as Jesus came on the scene. Humble, lonely, meek, and mild. Oh, come on here. Oh, they was expecting a big king to come in with a priestly garment and a crown on his head and with a sword in his hand to deliver them from the Roman government. But Jesus, he came in a different way and they weren't expecting it like that. And sometimes Jesus, he'll come in your life in a way you wasn't expecting uh, oh my God and sometimes we miss God uh, cause he don't come like you thought he was gonna come he didn't work it out like you thought he was gonna work it out but he still worked it out he still made a way he still healed your body oh come on here to some water and the water gets the boiling. <laughs> Have you ever been in a hot boiling situation? Uh, Sometimes God will allow you to get out of your comfort zone uh, under what you know and what you think uh, out of your little routine uh, out of your little square box because uh, we have a tendency as humans uh, of thinking our little square box. Uh, we have a hard time thinking outside the box uh, and sometimes God will allow you to get in a season uh, where the water is a little hot uh, and eventually the water will start boiling. Oh, can I get a witness? Uh, oh, maybe you ain't been there yet. <laughs> maybe you ain't experienced that yet. Uh, when you get in hot water uh, 
And then you stay there a little while longer since the legion and the bottle start boiling. Woo, my God. And you just ready for it to be over with. You just ready for the water to cool down. Oh, come on here. I guess I'm the only one. But the frog get into that boiling water. And my God, he had an opportunity to jump out. Woo, whoa. Oh, 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 you mean to tell me God always make a way of escape? That's what he said, didn't he? Huh? That no temptation or trial will come upon you. Oh, that's not common to man. But a make a way of what? Us. <laughs> so the frog had an opportunity to get out of the boiling water. But he chose to stay in it. Oh, and sometimes that just like us. God opened a door in a way of escape, and we choose to stay right where we at. Huh? So then we can't blame God. Huh? A lot of times we choose to stay. Huh? And the Egyptians, when the nation of Israel, when God delivered them out of Egypt, it wasn't the physical, but it was up here. Huh? They couldn't keep their mind off of where they had been. When God had brought them out with a strong and mighty hand, showed them miracles in their face. He did all of that. Showed them his power. Showed them his mighty acts. Showed them his excellent greatness. My God. He did all of that with the plagues. He did all of that when they back was against the wall. And Pharaoh and his army was charging up against them. And he split the Red Sea. And allowed them to go over dry ground. They saw all of that. Not only did they see it. They children saw it. The next generation saw the move of God. Brought them out. And their mind was stuck back in Egypt. Mm. Sometimes God will bring us out, clean us up. Huh? We get baptized in Jesus' name. We receive the infilling of the Holy Ghost. We experience the power of God. We see the glory of the God in the sanctuary. God is working and moving in our life. Miracles and blessings on top of blessings. But our mind is still in bondage. Saints, not only you got to bring your body, you got to bring your mind. Huh? You can't afford to leave your mind out there, saints. Because it's with our mind that we serve the Lord. Huh? This is where it starts, right here. Huh? We focus so much on our hands and our feet. Huh? With our mouth and our eyes and ears. It's got to get past physical. You got to serve God here and let it flow on down. Huh? Come on here. Woo! The song said, I got my mind made up to serve the Lord. I got my mind made up to serve the Lord. I got my mind made up to serve the Lord. Woo! Lord, I got my mind made up to 
is made up. You got to have a made up mind. God ain't concerned about your physical motive. He's concerned about your mind, about your soul. He's looking straight through this flesh. And he see our heart. He see our thoughts toward him. And he want to know that your thinking toward him is perfect. Woo! My, 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 my. Woo! Sometimes we can bring our feet in, but you got to bring all of it in. Oh, my God. So, uh, talks about the old covenant versus the new. Now, the old covenant was never intended to be permanent. So, Paul wrote that the law was a what? Schoolmaster. Uh-huh. So, we went to class with the Old Testament. We learned the foundation of who God was. Huh? We learned all of his attributes and his characteristics and how he deals with the human race. We learned all that in school of the old covenant. And it was to keep us until Christ came. So when Christ died and he rose again, that established the new. Oh, hallelujah. And so under the new covenant, Christ, he sacrificed himself once and for all. <laughs> oh, church used to say he died one time. Won't have to die no more. Woo, my God. Jesus came and he did it once and for all. See, in the old covenant, they had to offer up sacrifices. They had to shed blood all these innocent animals. Huh? To appease uh, the sacrifice for sin. Huh? Come on, somebody. And so the Pope priest would drag all these animals in here, slay them, cut them, drain the blood. It'd be a bloody show. There's blood here and blood there. Blood here and blood there. Huh? Come on here. They couldn't come into God's house without a sacrifice. Huh? And, and sin could not be remitted without what? The shedding of blood. So some blood had to be shed for the sins of, of the people. Because God wasn't accepting anything else. Yeah, I got you right where I want. So they shed all this blood. Oh my God. And God had to accept the sacrifice. If he accept the sacrifice, uh, then they was good for the year. But then they had to come right back. Huh? Come on here. Oh, but Jesus came uh, where the blood of bulls and bullocks uh, was not necessary. <laughs> the blood of Jesus, uh, the Lamb of God, uh, that was slain before the foundation of the world. Uh, it was good enough uh, to satisfy uh, the sin requirement. Uh, that precious blood of Jesus, that spotless holy blood of the Lamb of God, it was enough for 
I can plead it in my house. I can apply it to my doorpost. I can apply it to my hard-headed children. I can apply it over my husband. I can apply it over this sick body. I can apply it over my pocketbook. I can apply it when I'm going, when I'm coming, on the job, in the city, Woo! 
got access. Shout access. The veil has been rent from top to bottom. Oh my God. Now you can come to the throne of grace. How? Boldly. Whatever you need from God. He said, come to me with your mouth open. Don't you come to me with your head hung down. Christ didn't die for nothing. He didn't take all them licks on his back for nothing. Oh, he didn't get pierced in his side for nothing. Oh, come out here. He didn't have a crown of thorns smushed down in his head for nothing. He did the dying. He did the bleeding. He did the suffering. He did it for you. Come for him both. God, I need your help. And it ain't no shame in my game. I don't care what you think about me. Jesus, I need your help. Jesus, I need your mercy. I'm trying to move forward here. <laughs> Woo, my God, the Holy Ghost is moving strong. And I refuse to go back into slavery. I refuse to call myself a Jew and try to live under the law when I know that the new covenant was made available for me and I can live in the freedom and the victory of Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. Appreciate your salvation. Appreciate the fact that you say you better appreciate the fact you sanctified uh, that you're a part uh, of the army of God. Uh, I know you don't feel like it, uh, but God put you on the front line because uh, he thought enough of you. Uh, he saw your works. Uh, he know what's in your heart. Uh, he know that you love him uh, and him and him is taken away we don't have to worry about the shadow no more because now the Lord is that spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty how many are liberated in the house how many are free in the house the soul said I'm free
to praise him. You're free to come to his house and hear the words that he speak. You're free. Woo! My God! Ain't nothing like this freedom. We thought we was doing something when we was out there. We were so locked up and bound and confused. Oh, we didn't realize death was knocking at the door. The deaf angel has showed up at the mailbox. I'm so glad. Jesus, he brought me out. Y'all keep messing with me. I'm trying to get to the lesson. I believe in Jesus. And I experience his deliverance from sin. Jesus said, except a man be born again, 
of water and of spirit. Come on, somebody. The work ain't just complete after you've been baptized. Huh? That's the first part of the work. But you got to get the whole package. Water and spirit. And you got to get it like the Bible said. Oh, mother say, I got it on my knees. I got it like the Bible said. Woo, didn't nobody teach me nothing. God changed my language. Oh, come on, can I get a witness here? I went to a meeting one night, my heart wasn't right. But something got a hold of me. And if something was a Holy Ghost, it got to move in. I couldn't stay in my seat. It got to move in. And my feet got light. And I felt alright. Something got to move in. It caused me to go to the altar of prayer. And repent of my sin. And say, God, forgive me of all this stuff and all this mess I done done in my life. And when God saw that I had repented, I was sincere. He changed my language. That was the most beautiful thing that I've ever experienced. Nothing that I ever went through in the world can even compare to receiving the Holy Ghost. Because mm. he told Nicodemus now, Nicodemus, I know you are a ruler. You got all this education. But you can't enter in the kingdom of God. Without being born again. Nicodemus struggled with that. Now he said, now Jesus, how am I going to be born again? Do you want me to go back in my mama's womb? You know, Nicodemus is a smart man. But he's trying to calculate it by his natural. He wasn't thinking about the spirit. <laughs> Woo! All that knowledge he had. All that training Nicodemus had. And he couldn't understand the simple spiritual aspect that Jesus is trying to tell him. Could there really be freedom from the constraints of the law? Mm-hmm. They done kept the law thousands of years. Now Jesus on the scene. And he said, I am the fulfillment of the law. Boy. That just knocked it out the park. They couldn't comprehend what Jesus was talking about. What do you mean you don't fulfill the law of Moses? Because that's what they were stuck on. The law of Moses. They had actually idolized Moses. Huh? Instead of worshiping God. They idolized the man. The man was just the instrument. You and me, we just the instrument. Huh? We are not supposed to be worshipped. You hear me? Men ain't supposed to be worshipped. 
when it was folks that were trying to fall at the feet of the apostles and worship, oh no, from there. All the glory belongs to God. You're not worshiping us. Huh? And that's the problem in this day and time. Folks is not stopping them from worshiping them. You gotta tell people it's not me, it's the God in me. I'm just an instrument, I'm just a vehicle. Other than that, I ain't nothing. Rolling the red carpet out for men. Huh? Putting them up on a pedestal so people can worship at the people instead of worshiping God. And we wonder why God is not pleased. We wonder why God is pulling back. Huh? Because we don't set up idols in sanctuaries across the world worshiping men instead of worshiping God. Hmm. And then on top of that, people just won't stop it. Huh? They're willing to accept the worship of men. It's idolatry. Whenever you put up anything else above God, it is idolatry. I don't care how big shot they is in the organization. I don't care how many plaques they got on the wall and how many seminaries they done went to and how much they done preached and how much they done ran revivals. They are not to be worshipped. So Nicodemus, he had a genuineness and Jesus saw the genuineness in Nicodemus. That's how he was able to work with Nicodemus. Huh? And he told Nicodemus, now, you be born of the water and of the spirit, Nicodemus. I can show you something. <laughs> and so we get down to John 3 and 16. Everybody should know that by now. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten so, who is the only begotten? Jesus it's Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh-huh. That whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm. So there is no everlasting life outside of Jesus Christ. Huh? Folks trying to get it another way. They trying to go around the church. Think they're going to waltz up into heaven any kind of way. Do it they way. Do it man's way. Uh, Jesus said, except you come in the door. You a thief and a robber. Ain't no other way. Huh? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Huh? No man come to the Father but by me. Uh-huh. It's by Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So you, you can tell the naysayers, they try to debate it. If it ain't about Jesus, it ain't about nothing. Huh? I don't hear that nonsense you talking about. Huh? The folks will start leaving you alone then. Huh? Come on. It's hard to do all that Jesus stuff. I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Huh? Because why? It brings condemnation. Oh, when Jesus came on the scene, folk, that's why the Pharisees and the Sadducees could find it hard to deal with.
it brought condemnation. Huh? Or they hooking and they crooked, taking advantage of the peoples, huh? Lying and cheating and trying to put a facade up that they were so righteous and so saved huh? because they had the law of Moses. Huh? With their pride and stuck up attitudes, huh? uh, taking advantage of the poor folk. Huh? Jesus saw all that, and when it came on the scene, huh? it brought condemnation. He said, My house shall be called a house of prayer. You're making into a den of thieves. Mm. Wow. So each one of us have an opportunity to be free in this thing called salvation. I like what the writer said here. He said, God is a gentleman. He's not going to force his way in. <laughs> oh, the old folks you say, heist up your window and open up your door and let Jesus come on in. Huh? You got to let him come in. Oh, uh, you got to open up uh, and let God move in your life. Huh? Let him deal with you. Huh? Oh, come on here. Huh? Let him work on your attitude. Huh? Let him work on your mind. Huh? Let him work on your ways. Huh? Oh, come on, somebody. You got to open up. Yeah. Amen. You come before him all locked up and tight lipped. Huh? Won't move. Huh? Eyes closed, won't respond to his word, sitting there like a bump on a pickle. What do you think you're going to get? Huh? God is a gentleman. <laughs> He's looking for people to open up and receive him. <laughs> Just open up and receive. Huh? The word can be preached, but you still got to open up and receive it. Mm-hmm. You got to receive deliverance. Oh, and maybe the nation of Israel wasn't really ready to receive the deliverance God had intended. <sighs> My God. Hmm. Let that soak in for a minute. Pastor, I see you itching. You that came up. You got some words on this thing. Huh? We love to complain. I mean, when you look at people being in bad relationships, bad marriages, bad situations, but they love to complain. Stay with jobs, ain't making no money, but they love to complain. That was God's biggest biggest indictment against the nation of Israel. They murmured. They complained when they could have changed their situation. A lot of times when you look at us, the church, we want God to change it and God said, it's not my job to change it. You got to change it. And when you and me refuse to make the necessary steps where whether it's lack of faith or uh, it's, it's our fault. You in a droughted area ain't no food. 
and you hanging around there, it's time to get out of here. At least the ten leopard exercised something that Jesus called faith. Where is your faith? Is it in your down mouth? Is it in your, I'm just going to wait. It don't take faith to be in, in pain and sorrow. Faith is what? The, the expectation of what? Hope that you don't, the things that you see ain't no faith. Ain't no hope in it. If you, 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 you know you dying. You know the situation ain't no good. You don't need no faith to stay there. Faith says, I'm going to leave and do better. And a whole lot of us don't have enough gumption to leave and do better. I'm waiting on the Lord to fix it. Guys, that's something God ain't going to never fix. Especially if you can fix it. If you, if he, he had an indictment with the man that was laying at the pool. I show up every year to, to trouble the water so somebody can get healed. I've seen you laying there year after year. And your cries won't nobody help me. Don't you know, man, you got sick. You done rolled so many places because you couldn't get up. You done crawled out into so many ditches because you couldn't get up. Why can't you crawl in the direction of God of hope and prosperity? We like to cry and complain. Homie, my mama, my daddy didn't make it. I ain't no Look, he brought you out of sin so you can fix your life. It's not God's fault that he, you, and I don't fix our life because he brought us out of sin. Now, explain to me why we want to live so safe. So safe. When we were out there, we was in all kinds of danger, perils, and put ourselves in so many different situations. Over here, now we want to live it so safe. You just don't know. Yeah, buddy, we all know. See, because one thing about it, we all came out there. We, we were used to lying and being lied to. We got so good, we could spot the lie. We could spot the thief. We could, we could spot the sneaky. We could, we could spot all those characteristics, couldn't we, Sister Lee? Because we duplicated them at any time we wanted to, right? I need an amen in the house. And now we over here still want to work the same magic. Get right, church, and let's go home. Amen. So we're so good at even now. He said, I'm too, too old of a cat to be scratched by a kid. I'm too, too big of a dog to be bitten by a pup. Come on. Let, let, let's use some of that strength with God and shut our mouths and start complaining. Lord, if it's your will, I'm going to get out of this. Nation of Israel cried, cried, how many? Over 400 years down in Egypt. 
They were so used to crying that when God got them out, what they do, they still cry. You need to tap yourself on the shoulder and say, I'm out now. Why am I crying? I'm out now, and why am I crying? The years of bondage is over. I'm headed to the land that flows with milk and honey. Why can't I expect milk and honey? I expect better. Then you find yourself walking with your head up and your chest out. Folks say, you got attitude? Yeah, I'm out now. I ain't got to ask Mr. John John for, for a piece of a hog feed. I can go get the ham now, Alfreda. I'm out now. Stop all some of this madness and give God some faith. Are you going to feel good every day? No. He didn't tell you you were going to feel good every day. But there's some scripture in there. And are you, I told y'all, my, uh, my latter day is going to be better than my former day. We got to start using some of this stuff. And stop letting our sabotage come out of our mouth. And when, when somebody else trying to say, well, you know, black fire, I, I, I rebuke that right now. I rebuke that right now. I'm not the average black man. I'm a saved black man. I'm a sanctified black man. I'm a protected black man by the living God. I know who I am. I know who I belong to. I know the power that he's sent to protect my life. And saints, you'd be surprised if we would just start living like we believe this. Of how intimidated the world and the people of the world and the spirit world even will get start backing up when they see us coming. Because they're intimidated by faith in God. We thank and praise God for those words. Amen. Good words from my pastor. Huh? Walking in faith instead of whining and complaining. Huh? We need to write that on the refrigerator so you can see it every day. Stop complaining and have faith in God. Huh? Come on, somebody. Sometimes we need to remind ourselves. Huh? You in a better position than you think you are. <laughs> you got to know where you stand with God. Oh, hallelujah. The problem is if we don't go to God and we don't find out what God got to say, where exactly we stand with God. If he say all is well, all is well. What am I complaining for? Huh? What am I upset for? <laughs> if God say, don't worry about it. What am I worrying for? Huh? Come on here. 
God expected us just to believe him at his word. Amen. Good lesson on the day. We're going to go ahead and take up our Sunday school offering. Anybody got any questions? Amen. So our next lesson, leaving slavery. And Sister Leach has already volunteered for topic number one, the plagues expose Egypt's false gods. <laughs> 